Welcome back to the Game to Love podcast. And on this episode, we're going to be speaking with bright US prospect Alex Rybakov. We'll be speaking to him about the growth in US tennis and also about how there are 46 American players inside the top 500 ATP rankings. If you're enjoying the content, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and leave any comments you've got in the section below. How's uh, life been for you in quarantine over there Man, in the US? Uh, pretty uh, not too eventful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's funny because when I played my last tournament, I played a challenger in Calgary, then I played a future in Vegas, and my body was hurting a little bit. So I came back to, to Fort Worth and I got an MRI. I actually had a stress reaction um in my pubic bone so wow. it was uh, i have no idea i think it's just like you that know sounds painful man i've never heard that before it sounds painful yeah yeah it's it was just kind of like overuse and so my body was pretty beat up so i actually got lucky in a way because i wouldn't have been able to play the next month at least so i've been rehabbing a lot um you know doing some lessons on the side um my coach is really into meditation so i've been doing that which has been a grind um it's it's good just um you know i have one of the guys who i'm rooming with kind of in the house so i'm not alone which is great um just kind of hanging out with the same you know six to eight people um playing some golf so you know nothing crazy but not you know I, i know a lot of people that I know some people who are in Spain who literally haven't, you know, left the house in a month, which yeah, is yeah. brutal, you know? Totally. So, so, so compared to other people, honestly, it hasn't been too bad for me, but of course, you know, I miss, miss competing and, um, hopefully everything will resume July 31st, like they say, even though I, I doubt it, but fingers crossed, yeah, exactly. fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. yeah. And- do you have much access to courts and stuff there? Yeah, just- I mean, there, there are some, uh, usually when I'm here, I'm, I'm in Fort Worth right now at TCU where I went to school. And usually when I'm here, I, uh, practice on the TCU courts, but the okay. TCU facilities are closed. Everything, the school's closed. So the courts are closed. Um, there are some public courts that I've been hitting on, but since I've been a little hurt, I haven't been hitting too much anyway. And, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to be hitting every day until I'm hundred percent healthy. And I, you know, there's no point if we're not playing for another two months, you know? Yeah. What about the buddies you're living with? Are they tennis guys or they? Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys is uh, on the team. Um, okay. in Argentina. Uh, some of the other guys, they, they all went home, the foreigners. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is, is it competitive between you? Or you just knock him off the court. Six nil, <laughs> six nil? <laughs> no, it's competitive. It's competitive. He's been a little hurt as well. So, okay. Um, that's his excuse, yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he's not. Nah, he's good. He's good. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you had uh, like you were saying, you had some pretty good form that was you were yeah, like, yeah, in so before I, you had yeah. this uh, injury. Yeah, I was. I was playing. You know, I, I had a really, really good off season um, with Nori. I was working with Nori a lot. Um, you know, I was. I had this new uh, strength and conditioning that he was working with as well and 
we were all kind of having fun and really, really getting after it and working really hard. And I, I had a lot of expectations going into the new year. So I started off kind of like just like a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself. Um, and so not the best results coming into the beginning of the year, which was my first year on tour, you know, officially yeah. out of college. But um, yes, yeah, starting to go like into second, third month, February, March, I was starting to get going. I had some good wins and I felt like I was playing really well. So that was, that was a bummer, but you know, it is yeah, no, we both love watching you play. Like we've your yeah. name, we're like it might sound crazy for you, but we're <laughs> someone we have spoke about a lot over the years. Awesome. Like, I appreciate it. Um, we just look like on tennis TV, you get to see a lot of like clips and stuff. And yeah, 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 some of the matches we get to get to see as well. Yeah. And yeah. no, we think you're a brilliant player, man. So we just we, we're excited to see where the future. Uh, yeah, I, future I, appreciate holds that. I appreciate that. I, it's it's funny because uh, you know a lot of my buddies who. Like some of my closest friends who I'd grown up with, they turned pro right out of uh, high school, like Riley, Tommy, Paul, you know, yeah. all those guys that I was training with before. And they're, they're obviously doing very, very well. They've um, kind of made it now, haven't they? Exactly. They've exactly. that next level, yeah. So it, it's been great. Um, like, when I was 18 going to college, because I, I was a pretty good junior as well, um, and at first it was kind of tough for me to watch them shoot up, and I was like, oh, man, like, I'm in school. Like, I, I want to play too, like, yeah, uh, but- you know? <laughs> but then well, once you mature a little bit and um i i just love love seeing my my friends like all my best friends do do well you know it, it not only does it motivate me but it's it's just great like seeing it all your best friends win and, and do all that and i'm just now it's m- mature to the point where i'm like okay like i have my own my own path you know to where mm-hmm. like i don't have to be 50 in the world right now because like if i make it in three years it's fine you know like Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's Everyone. no right way. There's no set path for people exactly. to follow. Everyone exactly. does their own thing. So it sounds like to me, you're still on that path, man. You're still do. You're you're still there. You're waiting just to break through. Yeah, get I, appreciate that next it. Stage. I appreciate it. Yeah, but it's it's great, and and you know, it's awesome that we're still so close. And and I see them, and I ask them questions, and I learn from them. You know, because they, they went through it kind of at a younger age that I did. So, yeah. uh, just learning from them and and seeing them do well is is just great. Yeah, we were speaking with. Well, sorry, Jack. I got you, sir. Yeah, I was going to say we were speaking with uh, the wolf, who's obviously Taylor Fritz's physio, and he was telling us about the camaraderie and how, like, all the US guys. Yeah, have a lot of fun. It's a good group, and I think it's nice to have like a close sort of friendship group, like all pushing each other on and cheering each other on on court. But then there's the competitive stuff. If you play them, you want to beat them as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a. it's crazy because uh, like in my year, uh, 97, 98, there's like, you know, six, seven guys that are, I mean, obviously you got, you got the guys, Francis, yep. Fritz, Opelka, Tommy. So yep. you got those guys that are already, you know, like top 50, top, pretty established. But then, yeah. you know, like Michael Moe's like close to yep. top 100. Um, Mackenzie McDonald. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. a little older, but then you got like, Will Blumberg coming out of college. Yeah, there's a big group of guys. Um, You've got so. some really promising young players as well, even younger than you. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's like you've got uh, like this uh, Martin Dam who's coming. Yeah. He's yeah. 16 yeah. at the moment. Zachary Svadger and yeah. Jensen Brooksby as well. We know how well he did in Grand Slam as well. Yeah. So, is it, yeah, there's... Yeah, it'd be, be interesting. Uh, I feel like American tennis in the coming years is... Uh, I was shocked more. to uh, read uh, that... 
46 players are inside the top 500 for US men's tennis, yeah, which man. is <laughs> crazy. That's like 10. Talk about, talk about some of the other guys I know, um, you know, playing Davis Cup, like ranked like 300. Um, some of the smaller countries are like, man, I don't know, Davis Cup. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 a hundred people to, to get by before I made the Davis Cup team. Should have a few teams, I think, <laughs> for the US. Teams, yeah. uh, why not? Why not? Indeed, I think that'd be something really beneficial because that yeah. sort of follows like along the lines of the is it like the college tennis like yeah. route where you're just playing in teams and yeah, yeah, yeah. We were speaking. Uh, who was it? We were speaking with uh, last time. They said that they really benefit. I think it was uh, Michael Gertz. Yeah, Gertz went yeah. to he went back to a. Uh, Arizona to uh, play yeah, for he, college. He, I, a, I played him in November um, in the finals of a of a twenty five k, and I was, uh, um, what was it? I was up five three serving forty fifteen in the finals. And I lost. Oh <sighs> gosh, that hurt because I, I beat him in That's college brutal, as yeah. well. I beat him in college as well, and he he got me, but. Yeah, no, probably, he's, he's a great guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, you're yeah, probably he's a really nice guy. We're speaking to him at like the last podcast, wasn't we, Ben? It seems yeah. like um, he's similar to you. In fact, he's had an injury as well. He's coming back from an injury. Yeah. I feel like a lot of players are. I don't know why. It seems <laughs> like, um, very much. Everyone's injured at the moment. <laughs> I guess it's good for things like this, though. Zoom and stuff. People are always more willing to do it when they're yeah. injured. Not, not yeah. got so much on. Yeah. But um, what I wanted to actually ask you is a sort of away from tennis, actually, is um, a lot of the American guys, they're really into their video games and stuff. Yeah. So you personally, are you playing them as well? Are you better than yeah, Fritz? Yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of Warzone. <laughs> you play a lot I've of Warzone? Some, uh, yeah, I've had some, some doves with Fritz and, and Tommy and the guys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the best? Oh, man. I would say me, I'm going to say me and Fritz. Okay. I'm decent. I'm decent. I mean, it depends on it depends on what you're comparing to. You know, like obviously not like pro cod players, but yeah, um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. But Fritz is really good. Fritz is really into it. He knows like the details. You know, he's got me doing like all the different attachments and like going <laughs> like so, got me locked in. But but yeah, I mean, everyone's pretty solid. Yeah, what do you play on PS4? Is it yeah, a PC? PS4, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. nice. Good, so he's good. got all the setup. I'm sure he's got the right <laughs> headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no, got no, all the I, nice I, screen. I, 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 like, he's got the screen and everything. I'm like playing like my friend's PlayStation. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's all about how good you. It doesn't matter what setup you've got. It's just how good you play. <laughs> but yeah, it does help though if you've got a nice. Uh, yeah. 70-inch uh, plasma screen on the wall, and you've got a nice gaming chair or something. Always <laughs> helps. For sure. I know. But yeah, I wanted to uh, like pick your brain if we move back to tennis a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just was uh, shocked to see, like, I know you play predominantly on hard court just because it's uh, you're in the US. But yeah. I've seen, like, your, your clay court form is just so amazing. Like, where, when, why can't we see more of you on clay courts? <laughs> like, it's just that I saw yeah. in 2017 yeah. and 18, you lost once and yeah. you won 15 <laughs> matches on clay. Like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's coming. It's coming. You'll see me on <laughs> um, it. It's just been, honestly, um, that's been a talk, like, with me and my team and my coach. Uh, and uh, what we decided for last year because i was coming out of college in um in like june 
you know, took a little bit, took a couple of weeks off and, you know, had a little mini off season, started to get going. And the conversation was, okay, like we're already halfway through the year. I kind of want to stay in the U S for now. Um, and there was already kind of a schedule around because we were kind of hoping we, we weren't sure at the time, but we were kind of hoping and leaning towards the fact that I was going to get a wild card in the U S open qualities. So we were kind of planning around that. So kind of staying on hard. And then by the time we got to us open and I got to play that after that, it was kind of like towards the end of the year. And then I got invited to be the hitting partner for the Davis cup team. So it was kind of like, okay, like I'm staying in the U S and then next year we kind of build around the clay. So to answer your question, like 100%, (laughs) I I love playing on clay and I played uh, three futures in the beginning of the year on clay, which didn't go great. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just coming out of college that last year, it was kind of like a, you know, just the way everything worked out. I didn't really get to, and you know, most play court tournaments are in Europe. So, yeah. Um, that's why we want you to play more. We want you to come over. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get to play, um, in 2019, but that was actually my hope for this year was in the summer, I was going to head over to Europe and play a big play court swing. Um, And so that that didn't quite work out, but yeah, for sure you'll you'll see me on the dirt. You'll see me on the dirt a lot more. Yeah, no, the dirt suited to you, man, because it's, um, yeah. it's a mental game. It's so like uh, there's so much more rallies. It's a bit more yeah, physical sure. in terms of like uh, I just I'll be. I think it's exciting to see you on there. And just clearly the results have shown that you're able to do it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've always I always loved play. But uh, without disregarding grass as well, when what about Wimbledon? When are we going to see you there? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's even closer to home, Ben. We don't even have to travel for that one. (laughs) That's on the road. The thing is, in in juniors, I actually won a G4 on grass. And then coming into uh, the slams in juniors, I remember playing because it's Roehampton and then Wimbledon. And I remember I came like kind of from the French and juniors and then came over to to Roehampton and... I lost and I, it was just horrible. Like I was playing like 10 feet behind the baseline, like grinding. Like it was, just, I had no chance. And then <laughs> I, I, uh, one of the coaches from USTA was like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. So we started doing like, you know, we, we started working like slice volleys, you, you know, just like, okay, if you're going to win on grass, like you got to play, you know, you got to yeah, yeah. you got to yeah. go for it. So then I actually did ended up doing decent at Wimby. So, um, I think I lost like round of 16, but I actually, honestly, over the years in college playing so much indoors, fast courts, I actually don't mind a fast court, you know, I, as much as before I was like only mostly clay. So I would love yeah. to get over there and play on grass. Yeah, I mean, that's always fun. Ah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, indoor courts and playing fast, I was just, uh, checking back some recent matches and uh, saw this match where you beat uh, Ghost Wader <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was yeah. some dodgy line call in that match. What was yeah. this umpire up to? He was, uh, it was about like this, this far like, outside the baseline or something. He just calls <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was the, the ref. There was maybe, like, I mean, there's always one or two bad calls, but that match was just an absolute battle. And, uh, it, it was just a roller coaster emotionally and just the longest possible three set ever, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> nah, it was six. brutal. It was brutal. Cause I was, I was in a position to win the match 
And he's obviously a very good player. I mean, he he used to be like top yeah. fifty. He's still like around a hundred. And yeah, yeah. so I was, I think I was up five two or five one in the second set breaker. I was up a set and up, basically, you know, two points win the match. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, I hit one ball short, like another ball in the net. All of a sudden, six five him serving. I was like, what? what in the world you know and so i i feel like the the more the higher the level is like you lose focus for a split second all of a sudden you know everything can change so true the higher you got the rankings from them crucial points it's become harder and harder because you need to be able to take them and that's what differentiates these top guys between the next sort of breeze he's it's because tennis is fine margins it's just like um everyone's quite good at tennis it's just like um it's just like a little um yeah it's like fine things just here and there like points for break points and just crucial moments like playing your game keeping the focus for me personally I, i play a bit of tennis here and there and when i'm at a point where it's like a big moment like a match point or a break point Say if I'm serving as a match point, it's just like a like that serve is never any good. It's always a bit weaker, like I'm a bit more tense. I just it's, I just hope to get it over and then hopefully the rally can start. I don't know. It, I'm just more tense. Yeah, how do you yeah. how like in these big moments? Like, what do you do? Do you do anything differently? Yeah, I, I think it's important to to in the big moments like stick to your routines. You know, kind of mm-hmm. treat it as it, it. It's funny because you have that little like barrier between like okay, this is a big point, but then you want to treat it like okay. I've been doing this, you know, I've won points like this already so many times. Like what, what am I doing? Kind of have a go, like a go-to play in those big moments. That way it's, it's kind of like muscle memory. You know, you don't even have to think about it too much. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I treat it. I try not to overthink it too much, you know? Do you have any of those? Uh, I've heard there's quite a few players that have these sort of things that they do during the match, like rituals that, like there's yeah. obviously like the bounce between the legs and all yeah. these type of things. Do yeah. you have any of those? Have, American <laughs> guys love it as well. They always <laughs> yeah. got some. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like I don't have I don't have too many things that are like really specific. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I think is pretty funny, like I I don't know how it came about, but like when I'm serving. I always bounce the ball at least three times. I don't know if it could be three, it could be four, it could be five, it could be six, but never under three. Never. Okay. <laughs> um, and then um, just like little things, like I try not to step on the lines. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like stupid things like that. It's like, this is common though. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, is this just a way of just, I don't know in my mind, it, when I watch players do it, there's sort of like a, it's like a reset button or something exactly. that you're like doing. And I think I think for me, like between points, going to the strings and just like focusing on my breath, um, yeah. is a big thing. But th- those are like the little like superstition kind of <laughs> yeah. that have uh, I don't know, just weird. Yeah, mate, everybody has these these weird things that they do. Yeah, I think yeah. I do many of them just around the house. Just to, <laughs> this is just normal, just normal everyday life. I, every time I see a magpie, I have to salute it because otherwise I have <laughs> really? bad luck. Yeah, yeah, this is one. This is a That's British weird. thing. It's just called like if you see one magpie, it's one for sorrow. And if you see one on its own, you have to just salute it. And I'm like, oh. I've always heard that, but I didn't think that was real. And it was I, I had it a real thing. I had it once before when I was just like I didn't know it was a thing with other people and I was in the car as a passenger with my mate driving and he was driving this magpie flew past and we both did it at the same time I was like he knows as well <laughs> it's not just me 
<laughs> I know. So yeah, everyone's got their superstitions. So I think it's totally normal. Yeah. I know. So, oh. so like on your tennis sort of upcoming future now, obviously we have no tennis going on at the moment, but hopefully probably not 2020. I'm hoping that maybe we get something. It's going to be more likely 2021 now. Yeah. Like what is your sort of aspirations as to where you want to sort of achieve? Like, do you have any like short term goals for the next yeah. few years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first step for me is, uh, just getting, getting to slam qualities. That's like the next, um, next step. I feel like, I feel like my game is there. I feel like, uh, you know, I just need to, need to play need to be there, play, 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 stay healthy. Um, try, try to, you know, I haven't really gone deep in challengers, you know, semis finals, um, try to get deep in challengers. I've, I've had some big, bigger wins already, you know, close to top hundred. So that that's the next step for me. Yeah. Nice. Do you, think, Do you have like a particular slam that you want to sort of get into more than any others? Yeah. I mean the open for me, just cause it's, you yeah. know, I, I, I was born in New York. Um, my parents live there just being American. That, that, that's the main slam for me, but I, I love, I mean, all the slams have their own particular culture. That's really cool. So I loved, I loved going to Wimbledon and juniors. Uh, it's just different, you know, you just got a different. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more unique, isn't it? Yeah. Like all the, the old whites, the atmosphere, <laughs> the grass and the, yeah. Yeah. We were speaking to uh, Dennis Kudler on one of the uh, previous podcasts as well. Uh-huh. And he's obviously uh, made, what was it? Third or fourth, fourth. I round think maybe fourth round. Yeah. When you're... Yeah. I'll it. Yeah. Bob yeah. keeps on ca- coming up against Djokovic in those uh, <laughs> grand slams, which is not someone you really want to be facing. Yeah. No yeah. matter what you hit the guy, it's always keeps on coming back. But he said, when yeah. you go in that, us open going that main court he said it was like a nightclub in there and he said <laughs> <laughs> he said he just wanted to crack open a beer just wanted to ha- i don't yeah. know but that's what yeah hoping we get to see you in this type of a uh, situation at some oh, point man, in- i love it yeah. i love it i love i love the big savers so yeah definitely. yeah like, talking about some of these big players like do you have a specific player on tour who you like look up to as like it doesn't have to be necessarily like one of the t- big three or anything just a player you like you love watching yeah, um, I mean, maybe their style of play, their work ethic, or something. Yeah, specific. I think Fed is kind of everyone's, you know, role <laughs> model in a way. Obviously, you know, he just the way he goes about things and his game, and um, it's just great. I mean, just watching that's kind of who who I was watching growing up, him and Rafa. Um, yeah, I mean, respect him so much, and honestly, to get to play him would be would be unreal. At the US Open, probably, mate. If you get through the players, <laughs> you, probably, you probably could get Roger Federer. You never Federer. know. You never know. I could catch him on the way out. You never know. <laughs> First yeah. round, maybe. You never know. <laughs> the thing is with him, like, even if he's just come back from this injury, it's just not someone you want to be playing. Like, he's uh, a. Yeah, yeah. Is at any point, it doesn't matter if he's not played tennis for a while, we've had the coronavirus, yeah. all of this stuff, he's going to be ready and he's going to be there. But it's Roger Federer. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> just thinking, man, if I catch him at like 40. Yeah, <laughs> like a set or two, like you know. Really? Yeah, no. Really? <laughs> you've, you've it's beautiful like that, and you know, you really never know. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that's one player like with the Federer? Because even well, it's sort of like between the two players, you're obviously a lefty as well, yeah. and uh, so this is the Rafa side of things. But then you have the uh, single-handed, like yeah. forehand and uh, backhand. Sorry, yeah. like Federer, which is yeah. like a piston. Your your backhand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like? Who do you feel like you, you've uh, like modelled your game around more? Is it more Federer with the single hander? Or? Yeah, I think I think just from the clay and like looking for my forehand, I think it'd be more around Rafa type. 
And I think my backhand is a little bit more, like, it's got a little bit more shape to it. Um, and Fed Fed's a little flat and, like, you know, a lot more of a slice is much better. Like, he's got a lot more variety and much better on, on grass, obviously. And I would, I would say my game personally would be modeled more around Rafa. I actually watch, um, uh, Chapo quite a good amount because we're, we obviously with lefty one hander, uh, pretty similar games. He's, he hits the ball a lot bigger than me. Um, but it's been interesting for me, like watching him and how he plays just to kind of see like, okay, like, how can I kind of bridge that gap? Cause obviously he's, you know, top 20 in the world. So he proper hits it hard, man. He's oh, got yeah. a lot of flair as well. <laughs> he hits it so high the ball. Yeah. He unloads on the ball. He unloads. Uh, yeah. Sometimes in the umpire's face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's another, uh, another thing. I was going to ask you yet yeah, on the topic of uh, Shapovalov, uh-huh. Uh, we've got so many of these great young players that are coming through now that are sort of pushing, like trying yeah. to bridge that gap on the big yeah. three. Which one do you think is going to be the one which is going to finally uh, nick that grand slam first, do you think? Oh, man. Before you answer, do you think they'll be able to do it while the big three are still playing? Oh, yeah, two-part two of that one. <laughs> now, that's a tough question. Um I think someone will nick a slam while they're still playing. I th- I think maybe not like this next year, but I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. Um, so I think TM's so good on clay, but if Rafa's there, it's just <laughs> Rafa's like a god, you know, on clay. So he's like untouchable. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously Medvedev was close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple guys there. I think I think Felix, um, just watching him and like I don't really know him. Like I know him a little bit. I don't really know him great. Like he's not one, like a close friend. It's like a high by type thing. I've seen him play in juniors, but I know. I just know like the way he goes about things and his dedication and work ethic is really good. So yeah, I mean, like you said, there's 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 probably you can name you know five six guys that you know, at any point, you wouldn't really be surprised to win mm. a, a slam. So Yeah, you got City Pass as well, another really yeah. good player. You could see, I don't know, I feel yeah. like there's still things you can work on in his game, especially like when it's on his backhand side, it's more yeah. like the slice and stuff. But yeah. aside from that, I think he's obviously got the game to be able to do that. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting for years. It's, it's just like you say, they're so good, these guys, these other yeah. big three. It's like on clay, you can't really beat him. On grass, yeah. you've got the other two. Yeah. It's just it's, like... Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough because, you know, you say that, and of course it's it's like you wouldn't be surprised to see those young guys win a slam, but then, you know, going deep semis finals, all you see is Roger Rafa. <laughs> like, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. No, they're, they're literally... Yeah, they're monopolizing the game on the yeah. Grand Slam level. Yeah. But it is interesting because we, well, with team, we've spoken about on previous podcasts, we thought that maybe he was, he lost the final more than Djokovic won the final a little bit in the, in uh, Australia, just mm-hmm. because he had the, he had all the momentum, he had all of the great shot making, and then suddenly it just started just unraveling a little bit when he start getting those pressure points again. And yeah. I think that's yeah. all he needs to work on in his game. 
just those pressure situations. Oh, time, man. The more more yeah. times he plays them, it just become more natural to him. Yeah. Be able to go off sort of more muscle memory with things and just be a bit more relaxed. And because he's clearly got the game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we'll no, see what happens. There's, there's other people out there who are still young. Everybody sort of forgets in the picture. It's just about Karen Kachanov, uh, yeah. Andre Andre Rublev. They're yeah. both they're young so as well. Yeah. So they they could enter the picture quite easily. Yeah. I mean, Rublev is having a storming beginning of the year. Yeah, I would say they're in the picture already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. They're in top 20, so they've yeah. got to be in the picture. Yeah. And then everyone... Yeah, back to another one in the picture as well. Alex Rybakov. Right <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, what I wanted to know is, how's your, how's your injury now? Is it, is it a bit better or...? Better, yeah, it's better, it's better. Yeah, so yeah. say if tennis was to resume in 2020, would you be able to play? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. It's just um, I'm at right now. I'm probably like ninety percent. I'm I'm running. I'm, I'm I'm hitting. It's just that I can't like full out sprint yet. So that's that's like the last thing that I'm working okay. on. But but yeah, I'm better. And then I guess you obviously the fitness side of it as well. Cause yeah, like Tommy Paul playing in a exhibition match and he looked yeah. a bit tired. <laughs> the sun was coming down on him. I'm not sure if he was ready for it. <laughs> yeah, when Tommy when Tommy needs to be ready, he'll be ready. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I noticed in one of your uh, games just at the back end of last year, you were coming up against uh, one of our young British hopefuls, Jack Draper. I'm sure you you guys are probably going to play each other numerous times in the coming years. Uh, yeah. He's someone sort of we're we're not hanging all our hopes on him yet. Obviously, yeah. Murray's sort of going out the picture yeah. a little bit. I'm hoping he can come back and. Yeah make another run at one more Grand Slam. You never know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, with uh, Jack Draper, he had, like, a really amazing match against uh, him, which he sort of took the first set. I don't know. It was like he came out of the blocks really fast, took the first yeah. set 6-1. Then you sort of regathered yourself, took a 6-2 yeah. second set, and then a massive battle final yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how how highly do you rate Jack Draper? Do you yeah, no, he's... he's- He's very good. He's very good. Um, I <laughs> that last set was kind of ugly. I had, I definitely, I think I was over break twice. I definitely yeah. had chances to uh, to close it out. But he's very good. He's he's young. Um, I think he's what 18? 17, 18? Uh, yeah, uh, he was eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, already at eighteen, he's got a pretty—I wouldn't say like fully complete game—but he's got a good serve, uh, returns well, like solid off both sides, can come in. Um, yeah, I, I think he's very good, and I think he'll have a great career uh, going forward. I think he's already what close to he's like three hundred something, two eight five at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's <laughs> moving up quickly. Um, I saw him a little bit during the off season, kind of when I was working with Nori, uh, the LTA. Yeah. So I, I watched him uh, work a little bit, and yeah, I, I think you know, moving forward, it'll be he'll be fun to watch for sure. Do you what, think, what's Nori like? Because I don't, I'm not sorry. Ben, what's Nori <laughs> no, actually like? Because we've not seen too much of. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but I've not seen much interviews or anything with Nori. Nah, I've seen him on court, and he's very, he's a brilliant player. Yeah, obviously, very. being just hopeful, probably our best one, maybe you've got Carl Edmund as well. Dan Evans, mate. Oh yeah, Dan Evans. As well. <laughs> I, I should I should never make these generic statements of the yeah. best, but yeah. he's up there. Put it yeah. that way. But like, uh, what's he like as a man? This guy. Yeah, I was about to say, man. Don't forget about Nori. Nori's a what, fifty, sixty in the world. Yeah, world. yeah, he's top yeah. fifty. Isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so he. Of course, Nori's, of course. Nori's one of my best friends. I mean, 
we were we were teammates for two years in college. Uh, he's a lot of fun, man. He uh, one of the things that's great about him is uh, you know, on the court, as soon as he steps on the court, he's a hundred percent. He's one of the hardest workers I know. But off the court, we have a lot of fun. Other than tennis, um, just doing our thing. He he he's just a a fun guy, and that's really. There's not much I can say other than that. No, yeah, yeah, for I sure. Mean, like, we'd, we'd love to get him on, maybe have a little chat with Nori as well, see what uh, he's yeah. doing. Yeah, we've just had we've we've had so many great times in college, and um, you know, I kind of look at, you know, I have my like my own kind of like my coach strength and conditioning, but we we actually work with the same strength and conditioning guy, um, and he has his own coach Faku that he uh, went to TCU as well, and so like I have my little team, he has his little team, but we're kind of honestly together in a lot of ways um like i have a group chat with his team as well and it, it's just like he's one of my best friends you know it's, it's, a like, bit of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like an everyday thing but um yeah he's great we've been he's in new zealand right now um but we've both been golfing a little bit talking about our golf games <laughs> nice how's your golf game developing oh man it's it's got a lot of work it, it needs a lot of work for sure <laughs> Uh, man the thing is i was never really into golf it wasn't something that i was doing when i was young yeah. so it's something that i just recently gotten into so my swing is ugly but <laughs> i uh i just like getting out there and having fun you know it's super yeah. chill you can go with friends you can drink yeah yeah no it's nice but i've been playing a bit of, i've been playing a bit of golf as well just because the weather's been nice as well and when you're going around like you say it's a nice course it's quite picturesque yeah, yeah. some of the courses as well i like the my 19th. golf's terrible oh, my, <laughs> my drive's okay but after that it's just a bit it's all the, it's the putting mate that always does me oh, yeah, putting, I'll get you. No. that's the most frustrating thing of all time they say what's it they say driving for show no, yeah. putt, putting for dough. Or something. <laughs> That's what my friend always says when we go play golf. I'm always good off the tee, and then it takes me about another seven shots to get to the green, and then another seven on the green. <laughs> Terrible, mate. Yeah, I'm no good. Sab. Playing once a year, you're never going to be that good, are you? I don't think. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we're running out of time, Ben. Well, yeah, we got call, five so minutes. We'll probably wrap it up there. Is there anything uh, else you need to say? I, oh, well, I just wanted to ask one question I was just thinking of, but we sort of, via like beard off uh subject like what what's your sort of uh thoughts on i know that there's a lot of players who play predominantly on one surface like you get these players who sort of push themselves up the rankings by just predominantly playing clay court or they mm -hmm. just predominantly playing the one surface like mm -hmm. do you how, how do you like feel about like this side of things do you think players should be playing like the more the whole year round on all different surfaces or should they just be picking and choosing like one surface yeah i mean you gotta you gotta do what suits your game i feel like um you know there's there's some people that's trying to make money you know trying to make a living so yeah for sure get on clay go for it on clay if you're better on hard play mostly hard i don't think there's really should be any um like rules on that you know everybody has a different game style everybody has a it's like if a guy's better on clay and he beats you on clay and you're better on, on hard than him and play him on hard, you know, it's like if, if you yeah, meet him on clay and you're better on hard, you should beat him. If you meet him on clay, it's tough. You know, it's like everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. So I, I think at the end, 
it kind of levels out anyway, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, that's just one thing that I always uh, noticed that there was just some some players who were just predominantly, obviously there's in Europe, we, well, in England, we don't really have clay courts yeah. at all. I mean, I, I didn't even see one until I was probably about 18, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously around the other parts of Europe, in Italy, Germany, all the other countries in Europe, they're all predominantly clay court. Like, yeah. To all of yeah, I'm not sure if the clay works for a roll the rain. That's why. No. <laughs> yeah. Not a good mitt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets a bit sticky. <laughs> but anyway, man, we're running, we've got like three minutes left. So yeah. I'll just wrap it up there. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully yeah, things go well with your injury and I hope that, that when you when we see you back on court, everything's going well and you can be able to just boot, uh, go on from where you've started. And thanks for everything, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, thanks for having me. No, it's been a pleasure. And... Yeah, don't forget, get back on those clay courts because we want to see you over in Europe playing and, uh, and the grass and, and, the, as well, and, the, and the grass as well. Yeah, come over for some uh, grass court tournaments over in the UK. We'll come along and cheer you on. So, I love, I love And we'll have a beer as well. Yeah, I'll get why you not? On. I'll, take, I'll take care of that for sure. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Uh, cheers, man. Anyway, right, have a good right. day, man. You too. Cheers.